and welcome to The Blueprint Lifestyle Design Podcast. Unpacking and applying creative design principles to help you live your maximized life. And now, ready to help you design and build your ultimate awesome future, here's your host, Andrew Lord. Well, hello everyone and welcome to The Blueprint. Andrew Lord here with you where we are unpacking the source code of success. And today we are talking with Nick Burke from Better Than Seven. Uh, he's a guy I've been working with for the last uh, three months or so, well, probably longer, actually. We'll, we'll talk more about the programs that we've been uh, going through. But uh, his story is a story of resilience, a story of integrity, a story of finding meaning in the pursuit of something greater than himself. And uh, I, I just really wanted to have him on here today because for me, this is celebrating the everyday hero. Uh, he's launching his website, Better Than Seven. Uh, com. So you need to go and check that out. Make sure you go and check that out. I'll put a link below wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, but I'm, I'm keen to talk to him more about his background, why he's done what he's done, and uh, let him know how you guys can um, get in touch with him. So Nick, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Cool. If uh, if it's okay with you, I'd like to talk a little bit about your background. Um, this podcast is all about education and how we can scale success through education. So I'm always curious to know when people come on here what their their uh, school experience was like or their uni experience or whatever their education has been. So for you growing up, can we talk, just jump straight into that, can we talk a little bit about what school was like for you? Yeah, sure. Um, I grew up in Broken Hill, so Central West. Um which was a fantastic childhood, um, close community. You know, we used to play cricket on the street. All of the kids had come out and we'd all be on the, on the side of the street playing cricket. We always used to walk to school together, walk home together. Um, it was a great little community mm. uh, and school, school was really more of a social outlet, I think for, for us back then. Um, it was more for me growing up, it was more about sports and, and socializing than, than really delving into what our uh, academic interests were, I guess. Um, and really, because it was a mining town and, and towards the end of my schooling career, the mines actually shut down. So BHP, Broken Hill Proprietary, which built Newcastle, all the silver, lead and zinc, um, that sort of ceased operation. Large number of people and families left Broken Hill and, and really at the end of our schooling, it was well, either go to university or, or move on to one of the biggest cities to find a career because there wasn't much left in Broken Hill. Hmm. So that's what I did. Moved to Adelaide. I actually did um, boarding school for the last two years, 11 and 12, and, um, and then finished year 12 and really didn't know what I wanted to do with myself. Uh, and sort of, I guess, we, was guided into doing hotel management because I really, the only thing I wanted to do was travel and experience the world. And so um, I went in, I went into the Blue Mountains International Hotel Management School, which, is a, which was uh, in Lura, based in Lura at the top of the Blue Mountains there. Did two and a half years of a um, advanced diploma in hotel management and then traveled the world doing hotel stuff. Cool. Yeah. So it was Sounds cool. like lots of fun. It was, it was very interesting, but um, I guess I found, I guess the lure of working in hotels was that you think you're going to be working with people who are always happy because they're on holidays, mm. but it wasn't quite the picture once you get there it was a little yeah. bit. Um, and so I just, I worked in the industry for a while and then realized it wasn't for me. Um, 
and then I, I uh, sort of went into a teaching career where I travelled and, and taught English overseas, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, but that sort of came to an end, as in I did that for three years and felt I really need to pursue something that I'm passionate about. And it just happened to be that a lot of my teaching was revolving around animals and the environment. Yeah. Uh, and and that's when I went into the zoo industry. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And so in recent years, you've you've had a bit of a, an awakening um, experience, you know, some, something shifted for you. Can you tell us, you know, what was the the catalyst for that, and then then what's what's gone on since then? What has birthed the better than seven philosophy and and yeah. and programs? Yeah, um, so I guess picking up from the zoo career, I spent eighteen years, um, really trying to save the world, save the animals of the world, and um, I became one dimensional. Like I, I was just all about work. During that time, obviously, I, I was married, um, had two children, bought a farm, you know, motorbikes, tractors, all of the little toys. Um, but it got to a point where all I could think about was work. It was, you know, even on the weekends, I'd be thinking what I should have done before the weekend at work and then what I'm going to do when I get back on Monday, the first thing I need to do. Yeah. I just couldn't be present with my family. Mm -hmm. Um so they all, everything sort of became second. Mm. Wife, kids, my own hobbies and interests. It, but then it was my health. Mm. My routines just went out the door. And um, I guess it was eventually it was just my body that told me I was on the wrong path. It, it mm. started to um, uh, indicate that I was stressed and had anxiety. And, and so I went and saw doctors about it. And then, um, and really everything sort of went downhill from there because... I sort of gave up on trying to, uh, you know, make, I guess, my career successful. I just thought mm. I'll let it go and see what happens now. And well, life ran me over. That's what happened. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, yeah, so, so eventually, obviously, we separated with my now ex-wife of eighteen years. Um, we parted ways, and I stopped living under the same roof as my children. Quit my zoo career moved to a town where I knew nobody and uh, basically I, I just fell into a bit of a heap because I was just mm. like, I didn't know who I was. Lost my yeah. identity altogether. Yeah. Uh, so it was really a real dark time, real struggle, real effort. But, um, you know, I, had, I just started, uh, obviously counselling started things, um, started the ball rolling, I guess, with trying to look at myself and see what, I needed to improve mm. um, and I, I loved it to be honest and that's where I found a real liking for writing um, so I started journaling and writing a lot and then um, just investigating myself on the internet finding things like uh, you know motivational speakers Tony Robbins yeah. Les Brown there's a gazillion of them out there now and um, you know I guess you find the ones that you like I really liked Les Brown because he was funny and and uh, motivational at the same time hmm. um and that sort of started getting some momentum like i started to pick up again um started to look at my diets and you know lack of energy that i had i found it really hard just to get out of bed and even just hmm. to go for a run was really difficult so i changed my diets and started changing my routines um 
and have gradually just built on that. So how long did that take? You, you know, you, you sort of said that you were heading down one road for probably, I don't know, 18 years, and then that um, led you to that place that you describe as being one-dimensional. Uh, yeah. How long did it sort of take to, you know, figure figure out how to be more than that? As in it after the fall, if you like? Yeah, I mean, obviously life is uh, a never-ending uh, pursuit and that we're i'm not asking you to say that you're you're there you made it like all of us were a work in progress yeah but i mean um you've obviously hit that point of awareness where you feel that you've got a lot of things a lot better than what what you were in particular yeah. your mental health how long did that that process take you know from rock bottom through to recovery yeah it um so i guess maybe well I guess where I'm at today, 18 months on, hmm. is uh, like if I was to score my life out of 10, it would be six, hmm. but in different areas. So like so there's different categories, I think, that we need to nurture. Hmm. And, um, you know, it'll, I guess for the first, it takes months just hmm. to get yourself up and going again. It just yeah. takes effort. Um, it takes a lot of effort. And, uh, you know, sometimes you make changes and you don't see any instant reward for it you've just mm. got to wait for it to actually kick in and then and then once it does then you find it just gets momentum and then you keep persisting with it and then it, it all of a sudden it just becomes like a, a self-perpetual thing you, you automatically do it and yeah and that's really like where i started with exercising for example like just mm. a jog was difficult i didn't want to do it and then <laughs> gradually i just just made my, forced myself to do it and then became a routine and and now i just do it without even thinking about it in fact i need to do it because it's yeah it's uh like for me it's sort of like meditation it helps me clear my thoughts and and just makes me feel better and yeah um sets my day week month up yeah no, that's um, cool yeah so yeah. And i think that word momentum that you said there before is um is a really real key there because um you know you spent a lot of years um creating a momentum in the negative direction and now you, you can see that it's um turning around and moving in in the positive direction um can i ask i'm just curious um when in the i don't think i've ever asked you this before when um in that sort of season did you come across the blueprint and, and blueprint life coaching um so i actually had a little bit of a thought about this today i was thinking when did i actually look into life coaching uh so i guess like i said when i first crashed it was counseling was the first, was the first step for me mm. and, then, and then it was self work on myself where i, I mm. wrote did a lot of writing you know really dug deep into my past uh and then it was um and then it was study so I, I guess I dealt with all my past stuff and then it was like, well, who do I want to be now? Mm. And then it was sort of investigating study, studying the interests that I had to see what direction I really wanted to move my life towards. And then I, once I sort of got an idea of that, that was when I thought I need, that's life coach. That's when I need a life coach. It's like, well, I, I've made my, I've, I've got my self-awareness right. I know what I want to do now. I need to take that action to head towards it. Mm. I need someone to help me, you know, yeah. 
get those routines, get the accountability, I think was a big one for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I knew it was a bit of a process because you, you reached out to me early and then told me, you know, it's not quite the right time yet. And then it just so happened that uh, Launch Your Passion Project was coming up. So that was a good, you know, it was good timing, good fit. Um, and then, you know, you went on and did the the MX90, which is a much, obviously a much deeper dive and you've obviously achieved a whole lot of um, growth in, in that period. Um, just for the people listening, do you want to sort of talk about, um, you know, your website a little bit and, and, and what they could expect to find if they, if they went there? Yeah, sure. So the website is called better than seven. Um, so you can look at it better than seven, the number.com. And it all revolves around scoring your life out of 10, I guess. Um, most people just, if you ask most people, which I have been lately is, is how would you score your, how would you rate your life out of 10? And majority would say, they'd say seven because it's that arbitrary number. It's sort of comfortable. It's mm. not an eight, like your life's not fantastic. It's not an eight, nine or 10. And it's not, most people don't want to say it's six or below because then they're sort of admitting to themselves that they need to do work to be better. Um, yeah. so majority of people just go for that seven. And, um, when I first crashed, I guess I started scoring my life. I scored a whole month for, uh, for um, out of 10. Each day I woke up in the morning and I'd score right on, right on the calendar. And I did that for a week. And then I thought, well, it's not, it sort of wavers a little bit because it changes in the afternoon. So I started writing a score in the afternoon as well. Hmm. So morning and afternoon of each day, I scored for a whole month. And then when I actually sat down and looked at it, the top score that I gave myself was a six. Hmm. Yeah. So out of a whole month, the best I could hmm. do was a six. <laughs> and I only did that three times, three days, I think it was as well. So it, yeah. just, it just sort of really smacked me in the face and said, God, hmm. I've got to really, you got to put in some effort into life. Yeah. You can't just yeah. float along and hope that yeah. things are going to happen. And like, that's really, that, that has been me. I've always felt like I've always felt lucky and I've always felt optimistic, but the reality is if you're not aiming at something, you're not going to hit it. Yeah. And yeah, uh, it's such a good process. And, um, what I'm going to do for this podcast is, uh, I'm going to create this, uh, it's like a, a check sheet that you can do exactly what Nick has done. You can uh, set yourself up to go through and score yourself, um, out of, out of 10 each, each day and see how you fare. And uh, I know that Nick is building a community of people who are, are wanting to, to go through that self-reflective process. So make sure you go and check out his website, betterthan7.com. You've also done uh, some comedy recently. You want to tell us a little bit about that journey as well? How did that start and, and what's happening now? Well, you know, that started when I... It actually started just before I separated with my ex-wife um, mm. and, and totally crashed. And for some reason, it just, it was the only thing keeping me afloat at the time was laughing. And so I was really listening to a lot of comedy and I was, you know, practicing with my mates. And then, um, they kept on saying, well, public speaking has always been part of my zookeeping career. Hmm. And so daily I'd be doing public talks and, um, that they were always revolved around comedy. Like I always made them amusing. I didn't really like the whole force feeding of, uh, of um 
conservation around wildlife. So I made it amusing so people could attach to it. And it's um, kind of the opposite of funny, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's and so, depressing sometimes. So everyone used to comment on my talks and say, you know, you're you're a good public speaker. You got a great grasp of the English language. You should have a go at comedy. And like, like I said, I was just before I hit rock bottom, and I didn't have the courage, but for some reason, I just made myself do it again. I was just like, just put one foot in front of the other <laughs> and just go and do it. And so for some reason, I entered the Raw Comedy Festival, which is like the biggest competition I think we have in Australia for comedy. <laughs> and that, was, <laughs> that was my first foray into it. So went, straight in. Yeah, I went to Newcastle and bombed. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what I learned from it is that I, I didn't die. Yeah, you know, it's like well, life goes on. I mean, I, yeah. I laugh about it now because it it was just something that I had to do just mm. to just to know that I could make myself do something that I didn't want to do, face that fear. Yeah, and um, and since then I've been going back and and playing with it, and it's a mm. lot of fun. It's yeah, it's um, still intimidating and scary, but um, I love it. I think it's part of the adventure, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, facing that fear is, is what it's all about. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I've got another, this August, August the 6th, I've got a, um, I've re-entered in the Raw Comedy competition again. So it's my first uh, time back since my bowling. Yeah. So I'm going to record um, it and see how I go this time around. Sure, you'll be better than last time. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's it. right. It's about yeah. growth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And uh, so you, you're launching a podcast along with the, the website. Can you tell us a bit about the, the premise of the podcast and what could people would expect to hear, to hear if they were subscribed for that? Yeah, sure. Um, so the podcast really is revolving around Better Than Seven and the seven pillars of life, I guess we've called them, which is personal growth, finance, family, career, uh, friends, contribution, and love so um really i want to dive into a lot of those categories and talk about them with with professionals and people who are in the industry um and and also other men who who uh have experienced troubles times trauma i guess in their life and have and listen to their story hmm. uh, and give them opportunity to express how they've evolved from what what they went through and what steps they took and and um really it's just about sharing tools and resources with other other people out there of how we can improve ourselves mm. and um hopefully something sticks something resonates with with you the listener out there and that uh they try it and if they like it they continue to do it if it yeah, doesn't cool. work them, they throw it out and and come back and listen to something new yeah and um Really, that's all I've done since uh, since I hit rock, rock bottom. Like I was probably about a two out of ten, I reckon, if mm. I rated myself back in the dark times. And um, I've just found tools and resources to to prop myself up, and and it, and um, those that have worked for me, I've continued, and and they're now part of my daily routine, and uh, I continue to try and find more. Yeah, no, it's so good. And um, for anyone listening, it's a way to. Nick has a really raw and honest approach. I, um, he's, he's, there's no pretense about uh, what he does. So the, the podcast is 
um, it's it's really good value. And I think that if you are resonating with anything that he's saying here, which is, you know, if you have found yourself in a position where you feel a little bit one dimensional or, or you feel that you're just, um, you know, giving too much focus to one particular area, then there's going to be some resources that you can use to fast track uh, yourself. I know that he's put a lot of work into this and there's uh, plenty of resources that you can use to to empower yourself. So make sure you go and check that out. One more question before we sort of uh, wrap this up, Nick, and that is the music question. And I know that this part is still under development, but yeah. um, you have shared with me before about how music has been a, a part of your journey and um, it's important to you to share all of the different aspects that have helped you on your journey. Can you tell us uh, what people can expect to see? Maybe not straight away, but in you know, in in weeks to come, yep. uh, the the music aspect because I think it's a little bit unique. It's something that uh, you're doing that no one else is doing uh, on their their podcast or their website. Yeah, right. Um, music just is another way that we connect with each other, and for me, uh, it really has helped me get up and and moving again. Um, like my music interests are probably, well, maybe a little unique. I like hardcore heavy metal, um, <laughs> type of music. And when I was listening to it and looking at it, even watching it on YouTube, you look at it and it's mostly men. It's all guys listening to this sort of stuff. And it's all, when you listen to some of the lyrics, it's all about get up, have a go, mm. get out there, get together, help you, help your mates. Mm. Let's fire up and have a go. And mm. it's almost tribal. Mm. And so it really got me listening to a lot of stuff. Uh, and Parkway Drive is, a, is a, an Australian band that are just brilliant. I, mm. A lot of what they sing about is what I was going through. And so I'm hopeful that I'll be able to try and connect with some of those bands, talk to them about what they sing, how they, uh, uh, I guess realized or reached that point of awakening themselves mm. um and uh and what it means to them to sing and and uh pass on their message through their music uh i've also got a little bit of an interest in drumming and guitar so um i'm just going to try and link it all together have a bit yeah, of fun cool. going on it. yeah and um and hopefully get a, a bit of music in the background yeah nice yeah yeah no, it's great. And uh, Nick, it's it's been a pleasure once again talking with you today. We better wrap it up there. But um, I just want to say thank you for your efforts in Launch Your Passion Project, your efforts through MX90. You've been a, an absolute stellar client to, to work with, um, working hard, doing everything that you need to do to get the results. And, you know, I'm so excited about the fact that you are going, you're having a ripple effect uh, for for other people you know it's so rewarding for me to um to work with someone like you who's, who's then going to go on and, and help other people so thank you so much for doing that thank you thank you for all your help it's been fantastic and there you have it nick burke here on the blueprint launching his better than seven website and better than seven podcast really exciting milestone for him so congratulations nick uh, he's a past client 
someone who I now call a friend and I just love chatting with him because he's so authentic, so honest and it comes through in everything that he does. So if you like that, if you like that style, I really highly suggest that you uh, check out his website, betterthan7.com. We also mentioned in this episode the Launch Your Passion Project course. It was the first course that Nick ever did with me and it is launching again right now. Launch Your Passion Project. Go to blueprintlifeacademy.com.au forward slash LYPP. You can download the flyer there. This is for New South Wales residents only. And if you are a New South Wales resident, then the New South Wales government is completely subsidizing this program. It's a 12-week program where you can work with me as your coach, guiding you, holding you accountable, helping you to achieve your goal. Now, maybe you want to improve your business. Maybe you want to improve your family relationships. Maybe you want to improve your romantic connection. Maybe you want to improve your physical space, your house or your garden. It doesn't matter what your passion project is. This 12-week program is going to really, really help you get that off the ground. Also, make sure you go and download the 30-day self-assessment check sheet that I have put together, especially for this episode. It's got a bunch of different questions and uh, a set of boxes that you can use to record your self-assessment each day, just the same way that Nick did uh, as he was uh, getting his life back on track. And it's a really powerful tool for helping you to understand where you're at. And if you do get to the end of that and you want to improve things, then uh, I have a link there for my MX04, which is another free coaching program that I offer. There's a link there that you can click to go and take that MX04 coaching program. All right, that's all from me for today. Hope you're going to have a fantastic week. Bye for now.